Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today, uh, I'm going to be running through something that just... I was curious about, caught my eye, saw it in headlines. But quick content warning, we are talking about uh, some sex work stuff and some weirdness people have around sex work stuff, but nothing too serious at all. The date, because this is a changing situation, is April 7th, 2023. And Samantha, if you don't mm. mind, I'm just going to run through Tell this. Tell me about it. Tell yes. me about it. Let's go. I need to, I need, I need to be updated. <laughs> yes. All right. So you might have heard about the sex worker strike in Amsterdam. Um, and we are going to break it down here briefly. But I, I think we should do a whole episode exploring the history of what brought us here. Um, and definitely if anyone has more information, is there, works in the industry, please reach out. Because that's one of the key things that's often missing from these conversations is the voice of the sex workers who are actually going to be impacted. So um, just let us know. But here, here is the basics of what's going on. So in an effort to rebrand from their go wild reputation, uh, Amsterdam's go wild reputation, uh, going as far to tell drunk British tourists to quote, stay home, Amsterdam is putting in place new rules around things like travel, like especially like short-term travel or cheap travel, uh, lodging, alcohol, uh, cannabis, and sex workers. So here's a quote according to CNN. New rules for sex workers come into force on April 1st, according to officials requiring Amsterdam's sex work businesses to close their doors at 3 a.m. rather than 6 a.m. to combat what local authorities describe as nuisance behavior by people visiting the red light district. And just because I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, here's another quote from CNN, from that same CNN article about their ad campaigns, the ad campaigns coming out of Amsterdam. 
The city council has also introduced several campaigns, including the Stay Away campaign, which initially targeted young British men by triggering a video advertisement that warns of antisocial behavior if they search for terms such as Stag Party Amsterdam, Cheap Hotel Amsterdam, or Pub Crawl Amsterdam. A spokesperson for Amsterdam's deputy mayor, Sofian Mbarki, I'm so sorry if I butchered that, um, and the campaign said the campaign started in the UK because, quote, part of this group is strongly represented in the nightlife in the city center, accompanied with more than average nuisance behavior. So this whole thing is a part of a move to relocate sex workers to a, quote, erotic center outside of the city. Government officials have said things like the moves are to make the city more, quote, livable, but sex workers argue that they are being unfairly discriminated against and being used as a scapegoat for the city's issues around mass tourism. A former Amsterdam sex worker and current chairperson of Red Light United, which is a union for window workers in the Red Light District, says that the lost hours being proposed here will reduce income for these sex workers, which in turn will make it harder to afford renting window rooms and taxi ride homes, which is a question of safety because they brought up a lot of points about around like walking home versus riding home, leaving at 3 a.m. when it's dark, there aren't that many people around versus leaving at 6 a.m. when there are more people around, uh, the business being largely cash-based. So many workers are carrying a lot of cash on them and they're kind of a target because of that. Most window workers don't start working until midnight uh, when the bars are shutting down, which gives them only a few hours to work under these new regulations. Another sex worker who is also a coordinator for the Prostitution Information Center says that the move will disproportionately hurt the trans community since many of the clients who come in from 3 to 6 a.m. specifically request trans workers. And as always, as I mentioned, one of the big issues here, especially when it comes to sex workers, we've had a lot of episodes about this, is that these regulations are being made without having serious conversations with the people who will be affected. And yes, um, on top of this, the city council is making moves to shut down window establishments entirely in the red light district and relocate them to what they're calling an erotic center. Um, at a meeting where they were discussing location options, a group of protesting sex workers interrupted. Uh, one of them handed the mayor a petition signed by 266 sex workers requesting more security in the red light district as opposed to reduced hours, uh, work hours for sex workers. The mayor has argued previously that tourists see window workers in the red light district as a tourist attraction only and that the erotic center would in fact be a safe space for sex workers to do their work safely and without harassment. But many sex workers disagree. They argue that the erotic center will further stigmatize sex work and instead promote, quote, shadier behavior, including crime, and that moving it to a more closed off area as opposed to the red light district where there are people, there are spectators, um, that the safety of the workers will be impacted. And in fact, it was kind of heartwarming to read a lot of the <laughs> the quotes from sex workers who were like, no, people in, in Amsterdam will shut down really toxic behavior. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of makes us feel yeah. a bit more safe. Here's a quote from the previously mentioned chairperson of Red Light United, who does agree that the no rules attitude needs to shift. Um, but they say, you can have several campaigns telling people to stay away, but people are not going to stay away. You need to teach people how to behave. If you don't do that, it is never, ever going to change. This is not a zoo. Come to the red light district, but behave. Right. 
I feel like that's that's fair and common sense. And yeah, putting them and isolating them feels like it's definitely somehow almost like caging them. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely a lot worse. And I wonder like police response, emergency mm-hmm. response, like is it there? Is, will they come out? I'm just thinking about how if you have an area and you dedicate that as a specific thing, how right. easily it can be ignored and or um, how uh, easily it can be bad. Like just the situation is turning right. bad. And it, like, again, that ignoring about the idea of like, what if police don't want to show up? What if, you mm-hmm. know, you do only have the bad players come through and because they know there's no one around to really hold them accountable. Right. Exactly. It, it definitely, I agree with the whole point of like, it feels like it's stigmatizing it more is putting it outside further away, which again impacts like the brides getting there, the uh, security getting there, getting home, people who mm-hmm. will come, like the, all of that. And I, I think this goes again to so many conversations we have around things like rape culture, where it feels like we're constantly targeting like we're, we're we're looking at the symptoms and not the problem we're like right. oh these british guys are causing us so much mayhem get rid of the sex workers like right instead <laughs> of correct the behavior as they said right exactly <laughs> exactly um well again listeners if you have any experience in this, if you're in this area, uh, anything to add to it, we would love to hear from you because, again, we're kind of reading from outside perspective right. about this. You can email us at Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stephanie Never Told You. You can also find us on YouTube. We have a book coming out that you can pre order on StephanieShouldReadBooks.com. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you very much. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.